We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Halliburton at the buzzer, Captain Kuch with another one. Oh, and a hammer from Halliburton leaves it off for Batase. Go, go, good job. Oh, what a move by Heald, he lays it in. Heald, hotter than fish grease. Dropped it off to Jalen Smith with the poster. Jackson the catch, Jackson the basket. Come on, Miles. To Tyus. He does. Tied at 106. Washington again. Five of them. Pacers got the steal. Outrunning is Brissett. Pounds it home. It's it to Taylor. Taylor missed it. Tips it in. Ball loose. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. I'm your host for tonight's show and I'm going solo. It's me, Alex Golden. You can follow me on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. A really exciting time. The Pacers are in Summer League. They're one and one. They made the Malcolm Brogdon trade official on Saturday night. And so now it feels like there's potential for more moves to be made, but what moves are they going to be? And what is going on with DeAndre Aiden and the Indiana Pacers? We're going to talk about that today. But first, why is Fachi not here? Everybody's going to be thinking, why is Alex doing this solo? Like, we're, we really like the chemistry of Fachi and Alex. Well, you know, I, I got a call from our, our, our podcast network at Blue Wire, and they said, hey, listen, um, you know, that Michael Fachi guy, we really appreciate all that he does and all that he brings to the show. But when he starts singing Miley Cyrus like that on air, you know, you guys – got to suspend him for an episode so Fachi will not be able to join me today because of a suspension that came from our higher ups of blue wire i'm kidding everybody i'm kidding Fachi just couldn't make it but come on now that singing was so bad guys you all probably were caught off guard you might have laughed a little bit you might have cried a little bit and you might have threw your phone a little bit because it was so cringeworthy uh but with that being said we love Fachi and it's uh, all fun and games here but yeah let's talk about deandre eight and everybody are you guys excited for this stuff to finally come to an end because I'm tired of talking about it, to be honest with you, but I felt like I needed to come back on here and just kind of clarify some things because look, there's been a lot of information out there. That's not true. 
a lot of stuff I've been confused by. And honestly, I don't really know the cap that well. I'll, I'll be honest with you. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, we've been talking on this podcast, like, yeah, once we get this Brogdon trade done, yeah, we're going to have that max space to go out and get him, which was actually not true. So um, that's our fault if we were misinformed on that. And I apologize for that. But I wanted to clarify everything because right now it's like, what is going on with the Pacers? How much money do they actually have? So look, I, I've looked several different places and I, I felt like I wasn't getting a good answer. So Keith Smith does a great job for Track, who handles all of the contracts that do a great job with their website. Basically, he put out a tweet last night saying the Pacers, after they make some moves, whatever, some minor cap moves, whatever, they'd have close to $26 million. Um, I messaged Tony East, who does a great job covering the Pacers, and he knows the cap better than anybody about this. And he said, essentially, the Pacers can get up to $26.65 million in cap space. And I said, okay, so could they wave and stretch Gogo Batadze and free up the max space they need to get eight? And he said, no, a wave and stretch would not give them enough money for that. So that is out of the picture right now. You cannot wave and stretch Goga now after the Malcolm Brogdon trade has been official to create max space for DeAndre Ayton. Now, look, you can still offer DeAndre Ayton a, a contract, but it won't be a max. Could the Pacers be interested in maybe not offering a max? There's potential there, but will DeAndre Ayton sign it? That's the thing. And if you don't give him a max, would Phoenix some maybe potentially, you know, match the offer sheet? There's a chance they could if it's not the max. So that to me is why I think it's not unrealistic, but it's probably more realistic that they try to find a way to create max space to get there. And, you know, based on my conversations with Tony, it would have to be just shy of $31 million to have that max space. And currently with the Pacers being at $26.65 million in cap space, they'd have to cut around $4 million. And there's a guy on the roster who makes 4.7 in Goga Batadze. So that's why he said, if you wave and stretch, it's not enough because it'd be close to like one point something. So that's why you got to trade Goga. You got to find a home for Goga and it might cost you something. So the Pacers right now do have a 2023 San Antonio second round pick, okay? What's really unique about this pick is that the Spurs are tanking right now, okay? And Indiana could easily deal with San Antonio to make a trade happen between them and Goga Batanza. You know, Goga could go to the Spurs, right? And, and they could get their pick back. And then maybe the Pacers take back like a 2025 Chicago second round pick. You know, that pick's probably not going to be nearly as valuable as, as the Spurs pick this year could be. But, you know... You're taking back a minor asset. You're creating the cap space you need to offer DeAndre Ayton um, a, a max contract. Because right now, Kevin Durant's got everything in stalemate. So we're we're patiently waiting Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets to find a trade partner to, to get this all done. And look, DeAndre Ayton, if he's involved in that, the Pacers would be a perfect team to get involved in a sign-and-trade. They can still do the sign-and-trade stuff. That's not off the table. I just want to put that out there. I'm just looking at ways they can do it without involving anybody else and just offer him a contract because we're kind of tired of waiting here as Pacer fans, but um, that's where everything's at right now. So they're, they're going to have to find a way to create some more cap space. Now, look, it doesn't just have to be Goga that could be on the move. It could be someone that makes a little bit more than him. And that could potentially be Daniel Tice. Okay. Daniel Tice is a contract that could be moved and he too could be moved to the Spurs and uh, a deal. Maybe you give that 2023 second round pick from the Spurs you take back Kata Bates Diop, a guy that plays a power forward position, a small forward position, another wing. You know, this Pacers team desperately needs some wings. I don't know if you guys saw that first night of Summer League, but they showed the Pacers roster and it had about 12 guards, 
about three wings and three centers. It's like, good grief. They've got to get more wings. I mean, you, you got to get more guys that can guard players like Keegan Murray. I mean, you guys saw how that went in summer league and uh, on Sunday's game. So that is where they're at right now. But that that that's a trade that makes sense with the Spurs. And they're a team that would make the most realistic sense to deal with because of the cap space that they have. They don't want DeAndre. And they're trying to tank for Wimbenyama. They just traded uh, DeJounte Murray to Atlanta for Gallinari and a bunch of picks and then cut Gallinari. So now their highest paid player, Doug McDermott. Fachi brought that up last episode. It's hilarious. It's like, really? Doug McDermott is the highest paid player on the San Antonio Spurs. So they could, you know, they're kind of operating as an OKC team right now. They could take on a contract and help a team out just to get some assets. Like maybe you have to get first round pick. Maybe it's not just second round pick, but would you be willing to give up a Boston first round pick and tie us a great space for Aiton? I mean, I, I think if I'm Indiana, I'd prefer not to. So I would try the Spurs route first, give them their pick back, say, hey, here you go. Uh, that gives you pretty much a late first, you know, in that 31 to 33 range. But yeah, so I, I think that does make some sense. And then another team that is actually under the tax, but over the cap that could make this deal work for Goga Matadze is the Knicks. You could trade Goga to the Knicks with that second round pick and not take anything back, just get cap space or, you know, cash considerations, whatever. So that to me is a deal that could make some sense as well. The Knicks don't really need a, 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 a backup center, but they need a third string center. And I think Goga would be a good fit there. So, uh, you know, I, I like Goga. I, I do think there is a little bit of potential, but with the way the paces are going, they just got to find ways to create this space for DeAndre Ayton if they really believe in him. So those are the, the two teams that make the most sense to me right now. Charlotte's another team that has that space, but they've already got four centers on the roster. So if they traded for Goga, I'd be completely shocked by that. Um, one team that needs a center on their roster is the Clippers. We've talked about this on a podcast earlier last week. I threw the idea out there, you know, they have two traded player exceptions that, you know, are equal to or greater than Daniel Tice's contract. So they could technically take on Tice and, uh, you know, maybe get a second round pick and just eat the money. But that would completely kill their their tax bill. They'd have to be paying a bunch of money in the tax. And it's like, are you going to pay that much money tax wise to take on Daniel Tice for three more years? If there's anybody that wants to spend money, it's Steve Ballmer, right? But you know, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Goga might make a little more sense because he's cheaper and only for one year, but you know, they, they have to weigh their options. They, they do need another center. They have Zubach. And I think they agreed to a deal with Moses Brown over the weekend at summer league, but you know, Moses Brown, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not that good. Okay. (laughs) That's why he's getting signed to a minimum deal. He's He's a, he's a fringe rotational guy. He's more of a third string center, in my opinion. And they might not want us. Maybe they think they can go small with Robert Covington and go that route. But I just like the idea of having insurance from the Clippers. And that's why I would be enticed by Daniel Tice. So that's uh, that's one of the reasons why that I would look at Tice and maybe even Goga at this point, because I think Goga has got a much higher ceiling than Moses Brown. So, you know, that, that's kind of where I'm at with everything. But the Pacers could in theory, create max space by trading one of Tice and Goga and not taking back, you know, more than pretty much $4 million in return. So that is that is where it's at. And I'm in, and I'm in $4, $4 million back in return for a deal for Tice. Uh, for Goga, they can't really take anything back to create that max cap space. So if you have any questions on that, I mean, I, I think it was all just confusing, obviously, because of what was said. 
from ESPN and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so really it's not that big of a deal. The Pacers can still find ways to finagle and make something happen. I think a sign and trade still makes the most sense, but I wanted to get that out there for you guys. So you guys had an understanding of how the Pacers could create that space to acquire DeAndre Ayton via, via uh, offering him a max contract and offering him an offer sheet because he is restricted. So um, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I go back to what Rick Carlisle said, though on the game Friday night, he was on the broadcast with Seth Greenberg and he was talking about what exactly he likes about summer league. And he said, it's great. There's so many executives here and coaches and stuff like that, but it really allows for presidents and general managers to get together team personnel executives to talk about deals. And he said, it's just a different level of communication when you're able to talk in person than over the phone. And I totally agree with that. I mean, if you really think about it, if you have a conversation with somebody on the phone, you can't tell what their body language is. You can't tell if they're really paying attention or not. But if you have a conversation with somebody in person, you can definitely read a lot more and get a little bit more insight on how they really feel about things. So to me, that makes a ton of sense from Carlisle to say that. Like he said that he expects the deals to be done <laughs> after this week or maybe during this week. So that was really interesting for him to say that, like just kind of throwing it out there. Like, yeah, there's stuff that's going to happen. I mean, there's a ton of, agents out there as well like it is uh an nba basketball hub for sure so it's really cool to see all these different presidents of basketball operations and gms talking but you know deandre and it just is so fascinating because i'm sitting here thinking like why is it taking so long for them to make a move to get off goga's contract do they really want Aiden? what what's the hang up here do they really want deandre Aiden? does deandre Aiden really want the indiana pacers does he not want to be here? Is there is there a possibility that he doesn't want to sign here? I don't know. But what I will say is I don't feel that way. I truly feel that this is a matter of when and not if. I think it's a matter of when this deal happens, not if this deal happens. The Pacers, there's too much smoke. I mean, there's way too much smoke around this. You got you got Woj, you've got Windhorst, you've got Zach Lowe. You've got Bob Kravitz a couple of weeks ago on the radio. I mean, there, there's just so much out there that's saying, Ayton to the Pacers, it, it's a real, it's a real thing. And you you can debate if DeAndre Ayton's worth the max or not. I mean, that's up to your discretion of what you think someone is worth. But I think with all of the rumblings out there, it just makes too much sense. And, and personally for me, I love the idea of Tyrese Halliburton playing next to DeAndre Ayton. I think 
This is a guy that's really good in the pick and roll. He's really good. He's got great hands, great soft touch around the rim. I think he's a better rim runner than Miles Turner. Turner, to me, is more of a pick and pop type of guy. And I think Jalen Smith is also a pick and pop type of guy. So this will give you a little bit more diversity with your bigs out there in your starting lineup if you have Aiton instead of Turner. And I get it. Turner's probably a better shot blocker. There's no doubt about it. He's got great timing. Turner's a fantastic shot blocker. But I think that DeAndre Ayton probably is able to hold his own a little bit better against Joel Embiid in the uh, in the regular season and in the playoffs if they ever get there. So uh, I don't anticipate that this year. But, you know, in the regular season, when Joel Embiid plays the Pacers, like, you know, at times he's gone up against Turner. Other times he's gone up against Sabonis. Last year we saw him go up against Isaiah Jackson. And, look, those guys just aren't built like and beat at all and I think that Aiton's a lot closer to that size as well so that to me is why I can see the Pacers having a lot of interest in DeAndre Aiton uh, I'm I'm clearly a fan of him I've been talking about it for a while I'm not trying to overkill you with how I feel about him but I just think it makes a lot of sense and it, it would be a good fit I think and a good sign for the Pacers to show that hey we're willing to spend money they've never done that before I mean when's the last time you can see the Pacers offering a contract like this it's never been done it's never been done so especially to a guy that's not their own, right? I mean, they've offered max contracts to like Paul George. They offered one to uh, Reggie, I'm sure. Jermaine O'Neal got a big contract back in the day, but, you know, they're not, they didn't offer this type of money. So, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. And I think that it shows to Tyrese Halliburton that you're willing to spend and try to build this roster the right way. And I think overall, this is a roster that's on the on the rebuild. They're not tanking, they're rebuilding. And that's why I'm very fascinated with the idea of DeAndre Ayton on this roster. And, you can talk about how clunky the fit might be next to a guy like Jalen Smith and if it makes a lot of sense, but I, I think that you just got to get the most talent available and build around the core of Halliburton and Aiton and Matherin and, and Duarte. Jalen Smith is a part of that core. Isaiah Jackson's a part of that core. And, you know, whoever they draft in this year's draft in 2023, you know, that, that to me is a, is a, is a starting point for a really good core. They've got to find some wings. I, I get it. They desperately need wings. I'm not, I'm not taking any, you know, I'm not looking at that and saying, okay, they're, they're good at the wing position. They got O'Shea, they got Jalen, you know, they got Kendall Brown. Like, no, they need more wings. They, they need more talent. They have any more depth there. I think if you're looking really overall at who's like the most wing type player, it's really just O'Shea right now. So that's a problem and, and they've got to address that. So that that's where I'm at with everything. They've got to figure out a way to get another wing on the roster. That makes a lot of sense, but it doesn't have to necessarily be this year. They can use Jalen Smith at that four. They can play O'Shea behind him. They can play Kendall Brown some. You know, they, they can figure it out. Maybe Isaiah Jackson some at the four, let him defend a little bit. I think there are ways they can go about trying to finagle the roster to just, you know, be versatile enough this year where they can play different guys but not as talented and continue to try to get a better pick while still getting some really good players in Aiton and, you know, your, your draft picks on this roster. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it all, everybody. I, I understand the concerns. I understand the the reasoning why you uh, might not like DeAndre Ayton, but I wanted to clarify overall what has been put out there that's just hard to figure out. And I, I think I put on Twitter they had close to like 23 to 24 million. No, it can be up to 26, but that's still not enough for a max cap sheet or a, a max offer. So that is why they have to make another move, and that's why they'd have to get rid of Goga via a trade and not taking any salary back, and that's where it gets tricky. So very difficult time right now for the Pacers in terms of uh, trying to find the, the, the right trade out there that, that maybe you can make some other small trades. I don't know, but 
the, the simple answer is they could trade Tyus or Goga and make it work. And that's kind of where I'm looking at it at because it's really hard to trade guys you just traded for because you can't combine them in a trade. So, you know, you couldn't like say, well, let's just take Malik Fitz, Stauskas, and, you know, Jawan Morgan and trade them somewhere else and, and use that money to get off them and create another three roster spots. Like, no, you they can't be traded together again. So that's what's really difficult here with making a move. You have to just trade one of those players at a time. And if you just got off, off of Stauskas in a deal by himself, it wouldn't be enough. So you could do three separate deals, but who really wants to give out three second round picks to get off three minimum guys for no reason? Like, just figure it out. But yeah, so I mean, Neesmith, obviously the guy that was brought in here with that pick to be the, the bright spot for the Brogdon deal. I think they believe in Neesmith. I think he's going to be a good player for him. I think he's going to fit the rotation. And I uh, I think Carlisle is going to use his magic like he's already done with Jalen Smith and um, some of the other guys on this roster that have developed over the year. And they can be able to showcase what they can do. I mean, Terry Taylor, great story. Green Washington Jr., great story. And so many good players on this team that uh, took steps last year in the right direction and they got rewarded with contracts. So cool stuff there. Terry Taylor's contract was officially guaranteed via Tony East on, NBA, uh, on a T East NBA on Twitter. So congratulations to Tony for getting that. And congratulations to Terry Taylor for, for getting that contract guaranteed. I mean, there was some question marks when it would get guaranteed, but we know now for sure that it is fully guaranteed for next year. And I think Terry Taylor's played well in the summer league, but more on that tomorrow with Fachi. You guys can follow Fachi on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. I'm at Alex Golden NBA. We're on Twitter at setting the pace three for the podcast over on Instagram at Pacers talk, Facebook and Instagram, or excuse me, Facebook and TikTok, setting the pace and on YouTube, we're at setting the pace of Pacers podcast. So just type in setting the pace, a Pacers podcast, anywhere you go, and it's going to pull up for you. I guarantee it. So thank you all so much for listening. It's been a lot of fun talking with you guys. And I know these, these solo shows are not nearly as good without Fachi. So Fachi will be back. I just wanted to get this out here to give you all a very quick update on what is going on with the salary. If you want more in-depth detail on that, I'm telling you, I'm not the guy for it. I, uh, I think it's pretty clear hit up Tony East on Twitter and maybe he can help you out with that. But yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's just very, um, it was a lot of misunderstanding in terms of what kind of room they actually had, but they're currently um, able to make room to get to $26.65 million. And if they were able to get off close to 4 million, just shy of 31 million, then they would be able to have max cap space to offer DeAndre Ayton a max contract. So, that is the simple way to say it. They got to get off about four to four and a half million dollars to create that space to offer Aiden a max uh, offer. But they could also just offer him whatever they have right now and try to make that work. So, all right, everybody, that's enough for me. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.